Hey, there it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> there it is. Nicely done. All right, I'm swapping us over. Owen's still not here. Owen is just there. He we is... can improvise his dialogue. Yeah, he just <laughs> he moves his mouth, mouth and we will talk on yeah. his behalf. Mm. He also looks like he's either doing like an NPR Tiny Desk concert or like he's getting prepped for like one of those, uh, you know, underground poetry slam sessions. Where you know, that seems you fun, know. right? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Alec. To what I was saying. Welcome back to the forecast, episode 151. The forecast, a bi-weekly podcast streamed on Thursdays and released on YouTube and podcast on Fridays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out our website, wethehorizon.com, where we have a bunch of original content for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Caleb? That's me. Jake John? Oh, shit, what up? Ali Pally? That's a new one. <laughs> yes. Chad? Emmy and Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. You know, off the top this week, uh, I thought I would start with the, because there was a recent survey about the most popular board game in each state. Most popular board game in each mm. state. I wanted to highlight a couple things. One, just kind of talk about the most popular board games in each of the states that we live in, which is very limited. There's only three. And then two, just some notes about uh, things I noticed on this survey, because I think it's rather interesting. First... Let's start with where the Horizon House is located, because that's most important, which is Big Bad Misery, Missouri. Uh, the number one most popular board game in Missouri is Ticket to Ride. Interesting. Makes sense. I'll take that. What, it makes sense? What, there are a lot of trains in Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> I hear all the trains out my window all the time. There are no trains in Brookside. There, I mean, close enough to Brookside. Game. I've heard it. There's not a train. You guys There's a train. Ask, there what is it in Kansas? Because you're in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, true. So yeah. in also, Kansas... Chad is about to live in Kansas. Oh, that's true. Chad oh. is about to live in Kansas. Uh, oh, in Kansas, it is sorry. Yeah. What a yeah. terrible thing. <laughs> that's oh, awful. Damn. <laughs> sorry, uh, Kansas. Moving, moving <laughs> on over to Virginia, Woo. we have oh. Operation. Wow! <laughs> Things so I never want from anyone in Virginia. So much worse. Are there just a lot of like doctors with kids, and like that's what they're doing? They're just training mm -hmm. them to be other doctors, okay. so everybody plays yeah, operations. Yeah, Woo! absolutely. What a brutal game! Wow. Uh, in Maryland, moving up to Maryland, some fa a fancy game here. We got Connect Four going on. Oh, Simple, wow. I like classic. That. I like Elegant. it. Is is uh is DC different than Maryland or does DC oh, not get counted in this? I I didn't even mark DC. Let's see if it's even on here. Yeah. Uh, I don't even see it on here. Yeah, I think it's only states. states. It might be states only. So so they're playing Connect Four Operation. They're doing like a, a <laughs> <of> the two. <laughs> yeah, you drop in like 
a connect four, but in the middle of it, it also okay. has like an organ and you have to reach in there and grab it yep. or the piece doesn't count. Speaking of that, I have a genuine question. Yeah. When signing up for stuff, what does DC usually put when it's, when they have to fill in their address? DC. DC. Okay. But like if there's just a drop down for states. Oh, district of Columbia. The, yeah. There's district of Columbia or you leave the state part blank. Okay. So usually drop downs have there. DC there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Usually they're there. All right. Got it. Um, okay. So other things to note from this list, I wanted to highlight a few things. One, there are three states, Maine, Oregon, and Vermont, whose most popular board game is Wingspan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What is That's, Wingspan? Wingspan is a very popular game right now. It's, like it, like, it's actually like a board <laughs> game. So board game. Not like Monopoly or Sorry or, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so those three wow. states have Wingspan. Rhode Island, interestingly enough, Bananagrams, most played game in Rhode Island. Ooh. Most popular Bananagrams game. is sick. Uh, good games. Yeah, Sick. I was gonna say we we seem to have hit a lot of the classic games from the states that we're from. <laughs> right. Other states have like um some of the more modern and uh, quirkier right options. Well, speaking of quirkier, let's move on up to Montana real quick, where the most popular board game in Montana is called Redneck Life. Okay, wow. To find this game, that's pretty good. Redneck Life is good game. Maybe they is didn't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is a board game. Is it a themed life? My my is it like favorite... the game of life. Ah, redneck version. I think it is. But my favorite is if you Google it and you just look at like the first thing, the Amazon description. It says, "Step into the world of oh. redneck life with quote the game of redneck life end quote where a roll of two dice determines <laughs> the grade you complete in school." Wow! <laughs> Yikes! This is a brutal game, guys. Jeez. It sets you up for one of 11 fabulous careers. 11? Wow, that's more than I thought they had in Montana, so uh, good for them. Careers, careers do include a mullet salon operator and a monster <laughs> truck announcer. Yeah, these are uh, some options. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Game good for five, you, Montana. Wait, a 5.4 on Board Game Geek. Do they have... Mm. I, I just saw like a token, and I'm trying to figure out if it's actually from this game, but it looked like it's a tiny little boat with a cannon on the front. Like it uh, looks like some sort of like hitched together date like duct taped boat. Quite possibly. I don't know. This game seems incredibly wild. You can steal and sell wheelchairs in this game. You can accidentally break industrial scales at the feed store while weighing yourself. There there's just a lot going on in this redneck life game. But Back to the list real quick. One other thing to note, which I think is rather interesting. South Dakota and North Dakota are clearly two different states on a map, but they are very different states when it comes to most popular board games. <laughs> in North Dakota, we got a bunch of intellectuals playing chess. That's just wow, nice. where it's at. Chess, most popular board game. You go down across the border, though, Candyland is what they're playing in South Dakota. <laughs> that is Excellent. quite a discrepancy. I don't understand it. Wild time. Wow. Like so a, a large, like demographic of children. I don't know. Or are these well, just adults kids playing Candyland? Did they? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious <laughs> how they came up with these figures. Like, was it a mm -hmm. survey? They was did it a, like? Yeah, they did a pretty large survey, and that's what this is what the results okay. came back with. Yeah. They went to each state. They asked one person, "What's your favorite game?" <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly like, enough, cool. there is a bunch of checkers. Guess who? Yahtzee, Monopoly, Catan, mm -hmm. Boggle, Backgammon. Uh, Parcheesi, like a bunch of like 
really standard ones, but there are some standouts of things. North Carolina, Axis and Allies. Uh, Oklahoma, oh, wow. they play Aggravation. Um, New Hampshire, they're playing is. Stratego. Oh. Idaho, they're playing Mastermind. It's 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 the mix, but mm-hmm. I picked out the ones I thought would be most interesting. No Gloomhaven, huh? No Gloomhaven. Yeah, no we're going to <laughs> we're need to change that. Next time no they one... come through Missouri, they need no, to know. No, yeah, uh, no states playing Betrayal. Sadly, no. It's too bad, really. Yeah. Would be the coolest. It would be. Next to the Gloomhaven State. Yeah. Like Gloomhaven (laughs) and Betrayal, for sure. For sure. All right, let's move on to what have you been playing lately. And Jake, we're going to start with you this week. Oh, we're going to start with me? We're going to start with you. I feel like mine's so lame, though. So I know last week we all, everyone wanted to talk about Rogue Legacy 2, but I didn't really play it until this week Um, or this last two weeks, whatever. Uh, but it's really, really good. I know, like I said, we talked about this last time, but uh, that game freaking slaps. Uh, I actually, so I really liked the first game, like, in concept. Like, all of the elements were there for me to like it, but every time I tried to pick it up, it felt really, like, floaty. Like, there was a lot of stuff that relied on, like, kind of pogoing off of enemies, but I felt like the pogo move was really slow and really hard to, like, land. Whereas now it's just, like, everything feels super snappy and fast. Uh, and it's just, it's really, really fun. How uh, far have you made it? I have beaten the first three bosses. I am okay. in the Sun Tower. <laughs> made it past me. I'm hard stuck in that game. Oh really? Have I'm you just... tried? So here's here's what I did. Um, you just you if you get good, you can actually beat <laughs> oh. all the bosses <laughs> pretty see. easily. Yeah. yeah. I see. I, I see. Uh... Finished that game recently. Did you? Yeah. Beat the final boss. It looks like there's some a lot of secret stuff to do afterwards. I haven't done that yet. So we'll see if I decide to go back and do that stuff. I feel like the last like 15 runs I've done have been like inconsequential. Mm. And it's really it's really dragging me down on wanting to play it. Poor guy. I feel like I get like really... enough gold to like put a point into something mm. and I just go back in again. So what I've been doing, not not to, you know, derail this a little bit, but the second section, that's just kind of a long line. Yeah. It gives you like 25 extra gold, 25% extra gold whenever you pick one up. So what I've been doing lately is I just run through that first and then go to wherever I'm trying to get through. Because you can you get a bunch of money and then you also find like a boon or two. So you can maybe get something good before you go die to the boss again. Yeah. And then usually I'll end and I'll be like, oh, I got like I have like 5000 bucks, which is pretty good. I mean, it feels good. Uh, before we move on, though, the one other thing I want to say about this game is that I think what they did really well this time and something the first game was also kind of lacking is that the classes all feel really different. Yeah. Uh, so the way the game works, you start every time you die, you start and you get like three characters or heirs and they're all different classes. Usually they're like a mix of classes. And before each class would have like a small difference, but more or less you would just run around and hit stuff with a stick. And that was the class. But now every class what i think that what's really cool about them is they each have a different way to crit so like sword and shield guy when you dash and swing your weapon that's guaranteed to be a crit 100 percent of the time oh. if you hit him with a dash strike but like a chef which is another class that fucking slaps they have a frying pan and they can deflect projectiles and whenever you deflect a projectile your next hit within the next like 10 seconds or something is guaranteed to be a crit uh, and that's it's really cool. It makes them all play very differently. Are they all uh, purely mechanics based crits? They're not like none of them are percentage based. Uh, I think they're, there are, 
there are random crits in the game, but every class has a way to guarantee crit. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, it kind of bothers me a few of the melee classes all have the same, which is dash hit. Dash hit. And I'm not a big sure. fan of that. But yeah. other than that, it is pretty good. Yeah, it's... I mean, because even, even two of them that do have dash hit, because I think uh, Fencer mm-hmm. also is dash hit, but they can also do like a dodge roll, and that yeah. also guarantees a crit. Yeah, uh, yeah there's so a it's different... Like, the Valkyrie, I think, is the one that bothers me. Cause you have to dash crit yes. on her, and there's no real reason. You're right. That is true. That is true. But yeah, most of them I, are I good. Most really of them, good. yeah. Yeah, I think separate. those are those are the only two I know of that are the same. Cool. Um. Anyways, the other game I played, and this I actually played this a long time ago on stream, but I haven't talked about it for whatever reason. I played Cruelty Squad. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows what that game is, but it's yeah, like now. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> It's like an immersive sim assassination game. So like it'll just it just drops you in a level and it's like, okay, you gotta kill that guy. Like, go get him. And so you gotta like sort of explore your way through this map and find the best way to make it to your target, kill him and get out. Um, but what's really interesting, weird, upsetting about the game is that its visuals are atrocious. Uh, the it best hurts to look at. The best description I've heard is it's like if a Windows 95 screensaver was trying to kill you, <laughs> and that feels about right. Like everything is just super garish, ultra ugly. Your HUD is like rather than having like a health bar, you have like this big green glob that takes up like the top quarter of your screen and just says health on it. Uh, and as you take damage, it gets like more red. And you die, like, super-duper fast. Like, it's not like you can take a bunch of hits. It's basically, like, you take, like, you take, like, ten shots and you're done. Uh, but it's it's really fun. There's a bunch of wacky upgrades. You get what's called a grappendix. It's a grappling hook made out of your appendix. So you literally, like, shoot your intestines out and it latches onto things and you can jump really far with it. It's I don't just... like that. Weird? <laughs> There's a lot of weird, it's... uncomfortable upgrades. It is very <laughs> weird, very goofy. I ended up, I liked it a lot. The last level is really bad, like really, really bad. I don't know why it is as bad as it is, uh, but the rest of the game is pretty fun. So that's Cruelty Squad, baby. Awesome. It is so hard to look at, though. Man, it's, I don't know how you played all the way through it. You get used to it. There's, is, a, there's is, a bunch of like really cool secrets. There's a fishing mini game. You just, there's like an <laughs> island on one of the levels. You go there and there's a fishing rod. throw your intestines in the water and then... <laughs> no, it's, it's a regular fishing rod, and then you can sell oh. the fish on the black market. You can also harvest organs from the people you kill and sell those on the black market. Excellent. There's like there's a whole economy system where like the prices rise and fall, and so like you wanna sell high, obviously, but you can also like buy stuff. It's a whole thing. This it's a fucking weird game. <laughs> Is it as like hard to look at as that game that I couldn't read the title of when we were at PAX? Oh, it's it is much worse than that. Much, much worse. worse. Much yeah. worse. Because that, that game, the title is hard to read in that game. But you start the game and you go, oh, look, I get it. That's like me with a sword. Or is this one you walk up and you're like, is that a door? Is that another piece of wall? Like, I'm not really sure. Is that a person who just shot and killed me? Yeah, yeah. Is that a person? Is that also wall? Is that a rock monster? Who knows? It's unclear. <laughs> Seems like a major struggle. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fine. Uh, Alex, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Yeah. Um, this is a game that came out in 2016 called Fury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this past week, they 
release new content for it for some reason. So they put in a new character that you can play through like the same game as. So the game is just a boss rush game. Like you just fight like it's like six bosses or something. I don't know. Eight bosses. I don't know. Not that many. It's only like six hours long. Um, but you can go back to it and replay th- through it with like a new person that has like slightly different abilities now. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I played through um, the first two bosses with the new character. I actually went and played the first boss with the first character so I could remember exactly how that played and then compare the new person to it. Probably a good new- idea. I didn't do yeah. that. I just started with the new person. <laughs> um. So the, the, the way it normally plays is you're just a guy with a sword and you can dash around and shoot a gun and and slice dudes, you know? Then you got this girl now. She has two modes, essentially, where you're in, like, fast move around mode and you do, like, a, only a little bit of damage or you're in, like, slow move around mode, but you do, like, a lot of damage. So it's interesting. It, like, adds an extra element to all the fights where you have to, like, manage what mode you're in and make sure you're only switching to damage mode when you know you're not going to get hit. Uh, it's kind of cool. I've been enjoying it. I, it. It's cool that it's getting me to play that game again, because I like that game a lot. The, the yeah. music's fantastic. The boss fights are really interesting and fun. I can, I can hear the rumbling sometimes from the basement, you playing that game. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty certain that's what it is. Oh, you yeah. playing on your, on your speakers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Alex is doing? Two floors and fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, really I think good. it's I think it's Toxic Avengers, the artist that made the soundtrack for it. Great. Uh Caleb, let's move on. What have you been playing lately? Uh, I played this game recently called Strange Horticulture. Just uh, just came out recently. It is you inherit a plant shop from your uncle, along with a guide about plants, and you got to like identify these plants in your shop, and then you give them to people who come in and ask for specific plants. And then as people come in and talk to you, they, they keep telling you these various stories about why they need the plants and stuff. And it leads into this whole long storyline. And some of the people who come in, when they ask you for a plant, you can like choose the one they want or the one that's the opposite, has the opposite effect. So you can sort of change how the story plays out. And it's really fun, really relaxing, really chill. Music's really good. It's constantly raining in the background, which just makes it <laughs> adds more to that chill vibe. I had a lot of fun with it. It's got like eight endings, I think. Quite a few for small changes. Pretty good. Cool. You're looking for something chill. It's great. Uh, I also, I've been into the chill games, apparently, because I started playing Cardo also. Which I mean, is a you little... paid like 160 hours of Elden Ring, and then you were like, all <laughs> right, I need to take a break. Pretty wow. much. I mean, you finished it, yes? Strange Horticulture or Elden Ring? Elden Ring, yes. Okay. Got confused. Yeah, Yeah, finished Uh, Elden Ring. Did did need some relaxing games for a bit, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I started playing Cardo, which is another relaxing one, uh, where you play as this little, I feel like they're like 10 years old or something, little girl running around with a, a map, and she finds these different pieces of the map, and she can move and rotate pieces of a map on a grid and change the literal world that she's walking around in and use a lot of it to solve puzzles. Well, they'll be like, it's in between the four rocks. So you got to position the map in such a way that there's an empty spot in between all the four rocks and it, you know, creates a new land piece for you to solve your puzzle, find the new way forward. It's pretty good. It's got like uh, quite a few little biomes that you go into that have different rules for how you can orient the map and move it around and stuff. 
pretty fun little puzzle game. And then the last one I played is a game kind of like uh, Papers, Please. If you're into Papers, Please, you might like it. It's called Mind Scanners. You play as a mind scanner. who They go around scanning the populace for mental diseases, essentially. And then they have a device that they can hook up with a whole bunch of different gadgets they can try to use to cure the mental diseases. And it uh, it's a very dystopian society. Mm-hmm. And uh, the government's trying to get you to scan and cure very specific people sometimes. And so you got to kind of play with who's really ill and actually needs help, who doesn't. And Aren't the government you- just wants you to brainwash them. Aren't you kind of incentivized in Papers, Please to kind of like prioritize like based on like a like an objective or something? Like uh, where you're like you're like being picky about specifically yeah. groups of people. I well, in Papers, Please, think... if you get it wrong, they like dock your pay, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. It happens in I this as well. Papers, Please similar. is like intentionally boring. <laughs> like on purpose. Like you're supposed to just follow the letter of the law and like only let people through that have all the correct documentation but also on top of that they'll have like if you turn me away like my life is over sort of situation but you're like sorry you didn't have the right signature and you're like goodbye a heartless <laughs> it's just a game that was actually published by homeland security so that people don't get mad at the officers when they enter you know back into the states uh this one does have a timed mechanic so when you're trying to cure somebody the time is constantly ticking down and you got to do it as fast as possible because every day, at the end of the day, you have to pay your maintenance costs, and you only get paid when you cure people. So mm. you got to constantly keep up with the curing, and it's kind of a race. I've been having what fun happens? with it. I haven't beaten it quite yet. What happens if you cure just some randy, like Steve walking down the street? You're like, yeah, cure. Yeah. So I have cured someone who apparently the game said didn't need cured, mm. and uh, it was some artist who seemed a little insane but apparently after i cured him he just had no passion and he got fired from his place nice. so yeah that's i got docked just i got, got docked for, for that that's not yeah. fair that's unfair you didn't do anything wrong cured him all right yeah and there was a there was like an old lady that i didn't cure and i i think she died well, she was old though on the way oh, to wow. uh, <laughs> somewhere that she wanted to go to well, what, he was gonna <laughs> cure her of being old that's not your fault <laughs> Man, brutal. Yeah. But I thought there's, you were playing... there's a clear storyline going on in the background. It seems pretty cool. I thought you were playing relaxing games. This doesn't seem relaxing. This, this seems this stressful. That's relaxing. Okay. With the timing mechanics and with the people might die if you do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Zoinks, Scoob. <laughs> Chad, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Yo. Okay. So I've been playing one game in particular pretty much like every day. Oh, oh yeah, 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 mm-hmm. nonstop. Uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt, which mm-hmm. if you guys have been longtime listeners of the cast, you know that back in the beta, I absolutely hated this game, and then for some <laughs> reason, something clicked with it, and it actually like to me became a phenomenal game, and I really enjoy the fast-paced nature of it. And it's basically the way I could describe it is vampire third-person hyperscape. That's that's about what it is. Man, uh, I feel like- a lot of what's up. You are underselling the mobility of this game when you say fast-paced. When I watch anything you do in this game, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I can play this. It is as fast as Hyperscape, huh? Yeah, that was I mean, surprisingly. Uh, Hyperscape does describe it very well, because Hyperscape was like a super speed shooter. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean the the reason I say it's I kind of undersell it is because I, I believe Hyperscape's pace was a little faster. The movements were smoother. Um, there are times where you kind of like dead slide or uh, you get caught where you're trying to jump to another wall and and you're kind of like slow walking, strafing. Um, also, when you right click while you're in the air to where you're aiming down sights, it kind of slow mos you for a little bit to where it helps you aim, but it also like gives the enemy the ability to kind of laser you. So you kind of have to feather that a little bit rather than holding it down the entire time. Hmm. Um, yeah, the game's really cool. There's, I mean, I've gotten every single archetype to the max level, so um, I could play any with any of the like perks that you can choose right at the gate. Um, all of the names of everything in the game are very like eloquent flamboyant just ridiculous like you when you down somebody and then go to drink their blood you diabolize them um the different traits that you can get is like chloric melancholic uh phlegmatic um what's the, what's the last one sanguine so they're all just like really over the top like honestly i feel like they should have dumbed it down a little bit but um i think this is actually coming from a tabletop game so I, you know it's, it's just kind of staying in line with all of that um but yeah the perks that you can get is like a uh, athletic you could climb walls faster um you could start with two melancholics instead of um having to eat civilians civilians are lit up with different colors uh so it's like orange purple pink and light blue and uh, throughout the game, you can fill up um, your bar down in the bottom left-hand corner with uh, the, the skills 3 max. Uh, and then once you diabolize somebody, it gives you another resonance to where you can have 4. Uh, so as you get kills through the game, you're, you're kind of buffing yourself up if you diabolize them. Um, and so like half the time, I have 3 purples, 3 yellows, so I basically can use my primary skill uh, a lot because it halves the cooldown on it. And then the three pinks is um, you can get four HP per second back. Um, so that's really, really good for uh, if you don't have heals or if you can run away and hide for a second, you know, your, your health, health comes back that way. So, is that a lot of regen? Yeah, so it's actually really noticeable because if you don't, like, so I play um, Saboteur sometimes, which is the guy who can go invisible or throw a stink bomb. Um, and he cannot start with two sanguines. Uh, you, you actually, I play with athlete on him so he can, uh, climb walls faster. Um, it's actually really noticeable when you take a fight at like very early game and you don't have that four HP back and you have a third party mm -hmm. coming to attack you. Um, right out the gate with like brute, for instance, you can have the, the, uh, two sanguines right out the gate so you have two hp per second that you're you know getting back and then you usually find a sanguine right out the gate so you can have the three stacks right there so you have four hp per second and so right in the beginning of the game it's like you pretty much don't die um without heals but i mean you can find heals in like blood shops or uh it's kind of laying around the loot honestly in the game isn't like your typical br you're pretty much finding loot everywhere which i really enjoy the rng is very minimal um the melee is pretty strong in the game. Some consider it OP, but if you just use the movement, you can pretty much get away from that. Um, if you're new to the game and you're kind of just planting your feet, you're going to get owned by it. But yeah, it's a, it's really cool. There's different things that happen. Um, like you can when you open a gun shop, uh, there's a alarm that goes off so people know you're there. 
Um, if you eat a civilian in front of another civilian, you get marked in a highlighted red across the map so that people can just see you. Like if you open the map, there's a there's a pin, but then also people can have, have walls on you. They can actually see your player's outline. Um, <laughs> so you pretty much don't want to do that. Uh, sometimes in fights when you're shooting at people, a bullet will go stray and smack a civilian in the head, and then you're blood hunted that way as well, and so you're once again seen across the map. Um, my I've gotten good enough of the game and people that I play with that have gotten good enough of the game that we pretty much blood hunt ourselves sometimes on purpose because the game feels slow because nobody's around and uh, it, it attracts the fight. So it's a, it's a pretty fun game. Um, I think it has a lot of the issues that, <laughs> I hate to say this, that Hyperscape had <laughs> where it's a small community and there are some bugs uh, such as sometimes when you're reloading your gun, it'll complete the reload and uh, there will be zero bullets still in your gun. Nice. Um, That's always there's fun. sometimes when you're picking nice. up stuff too fast, you will have zero uh, bullets left in your like extra uh, ammo. And what you'll have to do is open up your inventory and spam click on ammo to make it drop and then pick it back up. Um, so stuff like that kind of is it breaks the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. Um and but other than that, like I think it's uh, I think it could be successful if the devs stay on top of it rather than what Ubisoft did, where they kind of just left hackers in the game for uh, months at a time and said we're looking at the data to see how to ban them. So, Blood Hunt's pretty cool. Gunfire Reborn, toss that on last night. Uh, Alex suggested playing it, and um, we got Frank, Caitlin, myself, Alex all playing that. Uh, didn't have the best of times in that game. Um, Frank decided that his computer was just going to poop the bed all night, and um, mm -hmm. he was the host. And one time the connection just got lost, and the other time he literally black screened when he was in the game. Could see his desktop, but he couldn't see his, his game. Uh, funnily enough, Caitlin had died, and we somehow led Frank to the peddler uh, because we were in a boss room, and he didn't come through with us somehow. Um, but we led uh, Frank to the peddler. And Frank was able to somehow click to respawn Caitlyn. It was incredible while he was blind. Um, yeah, Amazing. Gunfire's a really cool game. It's it's a roguelike. Uh, you go through, you get different weapons. Um, they're all unique and fun to play with. Uh, you can go to, you get gold while you're going through it. And you can go to the upgrader or you can go to the peddler and um, either upgrade your weapons or buy new weapons. Uh, there's also at the after you die, you've collected some um, like gems or whatever, and you can upgrade your character to bring it into the next round, kind of like Hades style. Um, but yeah, it's a four player co-op shooter experience. There's little rooms that you go into and fight mobs and others uh, bosses at the, the end of each kind of section. So it's really, really cool game. Yeah, I think yeah. the bosses are particularly good in that game. Yeah, they, the boss yeah. design seems fun. Broke like shooter with your friends is just is a good premise mm -hmm. yeah it's also it's just it's quick it's quick to pick up it's not hard to learn um and just it's cool because there's a concept in the game where you start with a certain loot pool as a quote-unquote noob and as you play through and as you get like multiple kills on a grunt or multiple kills on a grenade thrower uh you unlock different weapons for each run uh but as long as somebody has that unlock they can ping that weapon and you can pick it up regardless so it, it it kind of promotes that it doesn't matter how, what level you are you can always play with your friends um which i think is really really cool uh so dying light 2 we played a little bit of that um I, f 
while I was playing it, I I don't know why I just had the thought of like this game doesn't feel as good as it did when I first played it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I don't know what happened from the session when it first launched. Maybe it was because we went directly from Dying Light, the original, mm-hmm. to Dying Light 2. Uh, that it felt like, okay, this is like a step up from Dying Light. But in comparison to like other games we've been playing, it seems like such a step down from like the industry. <laughs> I feel like the chase scene was a major blemish on that too, because you know, you might have gone into playing Dying Light at first and we, there weren't like a lot of cutscenes, and if there were, they were just like the entirety of a cutscene. Like you watch the cutscene, you're done, you go back, play Dying Light for a while. But we had a chase scene that I don't I'm gonna guess there were like maybe seven or eight cutscenes in the middle of the chase scene. Does that sound oh, about yeah. accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, had to, you had to pause to open a door in a cutscene so that you could continue the chase sequence. Not, the cutscenes yeah. also weren't like one person got to it and then like boom the cutscene happened. It was one person got to it, turned around, and waited for the three others to get there. And then finally when all four were there, you hit the use key, then the cutscene happened. It was just very jarring. I think the game is just not well designed. And we talked about this when we played it last time. It's not well designed for any anything other than solo play. I mean, if you were playing by yourself, you yeah. probably don't even need to... I don't know this for a fact, but you probably don't even need to prompt the door to open. It might just be something I'm where sure you just you get there. You still think it's a prompt? Well, well yeah, it's definitely still a cutscene, which is well, still is, ruining yes. your chase scene. Yeah. Still a cutscene, but you also player. don't have that stupid load-in sequence right after every cutscene when you're just waiting on all the other characters to load or all, all everybody True. else is playing with you. Man, it was just... It made it awful. I mm-hmm. hated it. I did add to where the host can, like, force teleport your co-op partners to the point. You could always teleport to a person waiting on a, a objective, but if you didn't want to, you could just, like, dick around and everybody's waiting for you. Yeah. Now the host can force it. Yeah. Not probably a good decision. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I said uh, when we were playing it, it feels very much like they made a game and then they're like, we should put co-op in this. And they just like hit the plus button on like character models that they added. And that's all they did to enable co-op. Like that's the only difference. It's just four identical copies of Aiden. It's true because there's no difference in difficulty as far as I can tell. I mean, we just there mow is. enemies down. There is? Yeah. Is that what it's like in, when you yeah. play it solo? We, you're just still mowing enemies down? Well, I remember we played the, the opening sequence alone, and enemies were way easier to kill than they are with four people. Yeah, they yeah. They, they just multiplied the health pool, basically. Yeah. But it's still like, it does, there's that doesn't instances work, though, because... where there's like a boss, and it's oh, like yeah. all four of us just jump on it immediately and hammer it for like... 20 seconds and then it dies. It's staggered. To well, death. yeah, it's it's permanently staggered. That's like the it's difference between permanently playing... on the ground. We're just all beating Correct. it with sticks. It's fun. Just in I a mean... circle. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out that I, I found it hilarious when we were playing that uh, in Dying Light 1, the group had stopped at a certain section that was like minutes before reaching the second part of the city every single time they played it. And then. We started playing at this time, and like two minutes into us playing, we were already in the second part of the city. I was like, "How did this happen? How does it? How do we? How do <laughs> we, we always stop dying light right before we enter the new section?" Right. Well, and we paused for like a good like two months or something, and then when we pick it back up, it's like instantly you have a whole bunch of plot points. <laughs> Things are changing. You're trying to like wait, who is that person? Why? What? I don't. 
There's so many things. A lot of sudden revelations. Mm -hmm. It's not like a like a stellar game, but I I have a good time with it. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's it's fun still. Yeah, it's fun. The voice acting terrible. The story kind of laughable. Like I don't know, your character movement feels a little bit like you're half flying. It does. But I think it just adds to like the hilarious fact, like the when you can jump off of a tiny little ledge and fling yourself like forty five feet just for no reason. It's 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 hilarious and you it's can fun. Fling yourself forty five feet and then you wall run, jump off the wall, catch a rope, and fling yourself another forty feet. It's yeah. At the wall it's run, a, it's a pretty good time. Thing. Yeah. Owen, hey. on to you. Oh, cool. Uh, so I played two games. Uh, I mean, I played some other games, but I played two me. Uh, I finally got around to playing uh, Hell Let Loose because it was on sale, which was a game that was recommended because I liked playing uh, um, uh, Battlecry for Freedom. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, this is the same game, but in World War Two, I feel like I'd like this. And I did not like it, and I hated it. It was awful. <laughs> Fuck that game. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to the podcast, but I'm pretty sure we did the opposite, where we told you you wouldn't like it, because it's not like that game. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I I really disliked every aspect of it. Uh, and I think a lot of it came down to... Gosh. I, I think a lot of it just really came down to the fact that, like, there wasn't a co- positive community for a game that was like, join our Discord, check out, like, all, all of the servers, got different Discords, join the Discord so you can, like, chat with people and hang out and, like... Every single one of those servers I hopped into, I was like, hey, I'm new. Like, what am I doing? How do I, like, aim well? Uh, not a single person gave a single fuck. Like, when I was playing the, the Battlecry game, you know, the people were, like, typing up tips and stuff to all of the new people. They were like, oh, just follow me. You know, like, I'll lead you. Like, we got this. We'll team up together. Uh, and in this, like, they, you know, people were just being like, why aren't you shooting? Like, why didn't you kill that guy? I was like, I don't, I didn't, I don't see a guy. Uh, and I think that was my other problem with it was that like, I never saw a single person on the other team. They saw me cause I died forever. Uh, and they, the more you died, the longer your spawn timer was. So at, at a certain point, I literally was waiting 60 seconds after every death to spawn into the game just to be insta-killed by someone who was spawn camping that spawn, and then just do it again. And I was like, this isn't fun. No part of this was enjoyable. Uh, so I refunded that game. I feel like that's uh, just like, like what you're describing is if you go play a milsim. Okay? Yeah. You spawn, instantly die. Spawn, you're like, I don't see any enemies, but there are bullets all around me. There yeah. was firing, I, but I could not tell you. Like there, there was one time I saw someone on the other team, and I fired at them, and every single shot that I had missed them completely. But they were able to just <laughs> one eighty and one shot me to death, and I was like, "All right, I, fuck me, I guess." Like whatever. <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. I just don't get to play that game. It's uh, a very slightly more arcadey version of like a milsim. I, I mean, I, it's I like, like slightly more arcadey than Squad. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, I liked the idea of how, uh, like realistic it felt and realistic that it was, and I was like, sure, this is like what I came here for. But having no tutorial, having no, 
you know, community support, having nothing around there to be helpful to anybody to come onto it. I was like, I'm not going to sit here for 20 hours to figure out how to actually be good at this game that I can start yeah. having fun. So I was like, I'm just not having fun. Oh, um, no tutorial, things. huh? Yeah, Foreman. which I thought was weird. We definitely said, do not play it alone and play with friends. <laughs> yeah. When we talked about this, we were like, you will not have fun if you go in alone. This is not a game that you go in, you have to have friends. Also, too, uh, there was a session one time where somehow I got stuck with the commanding officer of, of the group. Didn't realize I was, but I was literally playing as dumb as possible and as if I've never played the game before. And this man was telling me keybinds. He was telling me where I want to go, how to use my class, what to build when. Like, yeah, this man, that guy? That this man guy dies that in front of me, and I hear off in the back where the spawn is, Drax, Drax, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> and meanwhile, Frank and Travis and everybody's like, Chad, what is going on? I'm like, this guy's teaching me how to play. Like, I'm sticking with him. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that was the guy that I wanted because I had. I had a, you know, I had people that were in chat and they were just like, all right, you know, group up on me. We're going to spawn here. We're going to flank this way. You know, everybody, let's get together and stuff. And like, I was like typing in chat and be like, I'm right with you. And like, they would be like, oh, Swift, you with me? And I was like, yeah. But when I was like, hey, what do like, what are any of my keys? Like, what do I do to be good at this? Just zero response. They they were great at being like, hey, come, you know, get here and give me some cover fire. But none of them ever were good enough to be like, you know, keybinds. I love whoever you had. That's a great experience. That's the person that I needed. What that I just did not have. Um, and so uh, I I I did refund that, and I also refunded the other game that I played, uh, <laughs> which was a uh, Dorf Romantique. Uh, it's a it's a weird puzzle game. And I'm sure that there are people that like it. It seems like it's supposed to be kind of one of those chill puzzle games in the same way of like Mini Metro or uh, something like that, which I was like, hey, I love those games. But I didn't feel challenged by the puzzles of just sprawling out the tiles. And I didn't feel like I was creating something of my own because like the tiles had to fit specific ways. And you were like, oh, yeah, you have to like try to get all of the wheat to connect to all of the wheat stuff and then like the larger your wheat field is the you know you'll eventually get more points and be able to get more cards and things like a a, a windmill and then you'll have a windmill to put in your wheat field and i was like that's fine but none of this felt fun i i was like messing around with it for a couple hours and i was like this seems very pretty this is very relaxing someone loves this game that someone is not me oh and you know how there's like uh you know what sommelier is yeah. You know how, like, they have, like, they're called super tasters because they really, like, appreciate a lot of things and they can taste a lot of different types of food? Yeah. There's an opposite thing of that called a non-taster. And I feel like that is just you with happiness in life. You just don't really taste <laughs> anything happy. <laughs> so harsh. Uh, yeah. Oh, my I just, God. I feel so bad for Owen because he's always like, yeah, I played, like, six games. They're all garbage. I refunded everything. <laughs> Ouch. I don't mean it in a bad sense. I mean it in like, I feel bad. I'm like, I need to go find some games that Owen can play that he might enjoy because otherwise his game of the year list is going to be empty. I, For the record, my game of the year list is not empty. I actually do think I have five games that came yeah, out he's... this year. Both of those um, games did not come out this year. So, I mean, bro, couldn't have he's been got on the like list anyway. 
take a picture of dogs video game. That's gonna hey, be number that, one. Yeah, that game is awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paparazzi. Paparazzi is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I've got so currently in my top five is uh um Paparazzi Tunic, Star Wars uh uh this Lake of Star Wars the Skywalker saga. Um fuck. I I'm gonna uh, I don't like that game. <laughs> i i have it abbreviated as pla and i'm trying to remember what the fuck pla means wow you can't good wow yeah great uh, stuff I sounds know. like a real winner I know. sounds really good uh yeah shit can i I'm, buy it right now I'm is it on sure <laughs> that i enjoyed it uh whatever that was really left uh, an impression wow. huh <laughs> and then I, i've incredible. got from antique and uh and a uh um demo for neon white a demo, yeah. A demo, cool, hmm. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, demo no year. Yeah. Tunic is unironically like fantastic. So at least you have that on there. Sometimes I, I have like... good games for everybody that thinks that I hate everything and have a terrible taste in. Video it's it's games. not even that you hate it because non-tasters they don't dislike things. Everything is just bland, mm-hmm. and I feel like when you play games, everything is bland. You know what I mean? Like, you, there's only like a few games here and there that like really like are stand out for you. Maybe that's the oh. problem. Like most games I play, I'm like, oh man, it's so cool. I, when I describe freaking uh, Starfinder Starship Battle, I'm like, actually, the new version is really cool and really, it sucks. But <laughs> I try not to overhype oh, a lot boy. of things as well. Also, I remember what PLA is it's the Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus. Ah, there you go. Ah. PLA. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a good Pokemon game. I bet you so, really like Strange Horticulture. So you should try that out. I bet you'd be a fan. I so I saw you playing it, and then I looked at some videos of it, and I was like, "This seems not a game that I want to play." But if you recommend it, I'll I'll pick it up. I'll it, pick it up. And try it it sounds just like that potion mixing game. Caleb, yes. quick, recommend it is very Elden Ring. to the potion making game. Yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 Thing wait. Is, he can't. He, he can't play Elden Ring because there's no tutorial. Remember. He doesn't like games that don't no, have no, no. tutorial. There, there is a tutorial. tutorial. <laughs> yeah. well. a tutorial. I Thank fucking you. know this. Even no one knows that. I'm just saying, based off of if you recommend it, I'll play it. I'm like, yeah, hey. I've already recommended that game. Uh, yeah, my, I've, I actually have been playing a little bit of the Potion Craft, uh, but I think at this point, my problem with Potion Craft is that it just seems grindy. Like, there's nothing else for me to explore on the potion making map. It's just like, do it a bunch of times so you make enough money so you can buy all of the rare mushrooms and herbs and things to then go make like the secret stones and stuff. Which... You should definitely play Strange Horticulture then because it's the same but without the grinding and without the okay. merchant selling mini game. Whatever okay. the haggle. Oh, okay. But that was, it was so good. It <laughs> you don't haggle. There's no haggling. I liked the haggling, but okay. Get out of here. <laughs> sure, dude. Don't like rhythm games, huh? The uh the new Pokemon games are coming out this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scarlet Violet and Violet are coming color. out this year, so I'm sure you can that... potentially have three full Pokemon games <laughs> on your game of the year list. You can't put both of the new ones. Yeah, you put both yeah. of them. Yeah, those are different video games. Aren't dude. they the same game? <laughs> I would argue that those are the same. <laughs> those are different video games. I come up with a rule for that. <laughs> I mean, if. If I would love to hear an argument of why Violet is better than Scarlet or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. But I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up playing that and having it somewhere in my top five as well. So see, like, there are games here <laughs> that came out this year that I am playing. 
I'm yeah, not okay. coming to bat with like four games and that's it. Okay, I'm the game that came out last year that year. you revealed to us like after talking about it for 20 minutes that came out previous year. <laughs> Look, I've learned my mistakes. I'm trying new things. A lot of the reason why there are these games that uh, I have been refunding and disliking is because I am trying to utilize that feature on Steam and being like, yeah, that's what it's me... there for. Yeah, it's a good yeah like, let me fact. try these games and uh, not be scared of just, you know, spending 50 bucks on a game that I may not like. It's like, fine, let me pay the 50 bucks. And if I don't like it, I just refund it. Mm -hmm. um, but I am at least trying to come in to this year with a bunch of games probably still all going to be at the bottom of our game of the year list everyone's probably still going to hate all of them except for tunic because weirdly alex likes that um yeah i mean weirdly <laughs> like a good game my only question is whatever happened to demos come on I, now we, I actually, now we have to spend money and then refund and hope that we get it and then battlefield happens solid <laughs> question only because of the fact that like there was a demo for a game that i downloaded and then I finally went back to play the demo because I downloaded it and it wouldn't let me play the demo anymore because they were like, oh, yeah, the demo was only up for a week. And I yeah, was you like, play them during next fest, the next fests or whatever they're called. Well, yeah. So I was I was like a little upset by that because like it wasn't part of a, a next fest or anything. They just like released it for up for a week and then took it down. And then I was sad and I was like, oh, OK. Oh, and I'm not as sad as I was. I, th I thought <laughs> I was very sad. I was like, I really want you to have some good quality games. The good news is you're doing the opposite of what I'm doing. When I started at the beginning of this year, I told Alex, I was like, I'm going to play every freaking game that comes out this year so I know what I'm going to put on my game of the year list. You know how many games I've played this year so far that are new? Two. That's it. Two total. Well, one of them takes, what, 200 hours to complete? <laughs> no. It depends. Are you asking the developers or are you asking everybody who's played the game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Two was your games. final hour count in Elven? Uh, let me check real fast. Because I also I finished it lately, and I have 111 hours. I have 148. Jeez! Didn't you? Oh, did you guys both 100% it? Yeah, but I, I I used a summon for the ultra hard secret boss. <laughs> Not the like boss that I spent like two and a half hours playing. I was gonna guess 30 based on our hour discrepancy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hour discrepancy is gonna be even worse because I didn't run for the first 90. All right, Aaron, <laughs> what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing two things. Uh, we already described one, Dying Light 2. We talked about it a little bit. The other thing I've been playing a lot of recently is Overwatch. Um, I, of course, got into the beta because I tried really hard to get into it, and I got into it, and I played it a lot, and it was great. Um, but no, I didn't actually get into the beta. I just played normal Overwatch, and it was fun. I miss that game, guys. I miss it. Even though it's Man. allegedly a dead game is what I've heard from <laughs> so many people. Imagine if they like kept on releasing content for yeah. that game. Gotta save the last it for couple the sequel years. that everyone loved. <laughs> Everyone's really excited about it, right? Man. It, man. What, it's, we, it's just you, a, we could just transition right to the, the beta. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was going to do, kind of. Unless, unless Chad has a thought about Overwatch. Oh, so I don't have a thought about Overwatch, but I forgot to put down a couple more things because it's been so long since I've been on the cast. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Because, like, packs and stuff like that. Uh, speaking of packs, when you guys were gone, um, I... There was like no nobody in Mumble, so like obviously like all I did was play Lost Ark and Destiny Two because <laughs> I started getting into Destiny Two. Uh, I got my Destiny Two character to beat like two of the expansion uh, expansions and get to fifteen hundred, uh, and started to go through um, some of the like higher tier light stuff to like get the prime Ingrams and and stuff like that. Uh, 
my last arc uh, grind got me to three tier threes, uh, one tier two, and two tier one. So I have six characters now, uh, and a couple of them are in like the hard grind spots. So Insanity. yeah, that's that was my thought. Lost Ark and Destiny were also <laughs> games that I played. Uh, Which one's better? It's they both got their right? own thing, honestly. Mm. Like, do okay. you like a top-down MMOs? Then play Lost Ark. Do you like shooters <laughs> and you know gun looters? Then play Destiny. So I can't really compare them. Let's talk about the Overwatch Two beta that I played a lot of. Um, one thing you should know if you have not played Overwatch, Overwatch is a six v six ability shooter game. Sure, whatever you want to Excuse call me? it. I don't know. Um, Overwatch Two. They decided to change that to five v five. Get rid of a tank. What a great, what a great concept. What a good job. Look at yeah. Idea. On top of that, uh, they stopped development on Overwatch. I don't know, like two years ago when they were making Overwatch Two. Maybe that's why it's called Overwatch Two. They're like, it's going to take us two years after we stop development on Overwatch to make this mm -hmm. new one. So it's Overwatch Two. I think they undershot it then. They're yeah. broken three years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they had a closed beta for a period of like I don't know three weeks or something like that, where a whole bunch of people got to play. Of course, not me. I'm not bitter about it at all. Uh, I did try to get keys in like six different ways. It never happened. Not keys, but access. Um, I wanted to talk about, for those of you that got to play, which I think is basically Alex and Owen. Yep. Uh, just kind of talk through Overwatch 2 beta a little bit, and then we can kind of compare notes as to why they may have made a good decision they may not have. Uh, cool. So just talking about all the bad stuff? We're talking about the good like, Where do you <laughs> want us to start? There's a where long list. you guys list. want to start? Wherever you guys want to start, it doesn't matter. Alex, where do you want to start? Yeah. Um, the main things that are different are they've released a lot of CC. They've put it to 5v5, so tank's gone, so there's less shields. Mm -hmm. They've also, like, taken away a few shields and reduced the health of some shields, so there's just, like, less sh all the shields in general. So the game plays a lot more, like, uh, skirmishy and more a little bit more spread out than being, like, a ball up behind a shield and, like, pushing forward. A little weird. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, I really haven't played that much of it. I'm kind of reserving judgment until I get to play like a lot more and also with friends and stuff like that. But I'm wondering if I'm going to enjoy it as much as OG Overwatch or not. I will say the, the tanks and the changes that they've made to a bunch of the tanks are a lot more fun. I would never queue tank in Overwatch 1 and I would totally do it in Overwatch 2. Uh, do this is the, the tank now. Queue problem. Yeah, maybe. The I mean, tank queue is going to be impossible to get into. I mean, one of the big complaints everybody had was like supports are boring. I don't think supports are boring. I just think supports didn't really get anything new. So people are bored with the role, <laughs> I guess. So we should probably highlight like the reason they went from six players to five players, which is tank queuing was just like no one queued for it. Everybody wants to play DPS. And they're like, well, to solve this problem, we'll just eliminate one of the tanks. Perfect. It's flawless. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's just change the entire scope of the game by eliminating a tank, because that's easier than making tanks just more fun to play. That'd be really hard. That'd be really hard. <laughs> it, I mean, it did a few things. Like, it, it allowed them to make tanks stronger, which makes them more fun. Because if you had two super powerful tanks, that'd just be... It'd be too much. But if you have like one really powerful Doomfist running around, it's not as bad. There already is in regular and... Overwatch one really powerful Doomfist running <laughs> yeah. around. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Playing regular Overwatch with you after playing some of the beta, 
and playing against a good Doomfist, I'm like, man, I'm so happy they changed this character because <laughs> there were just times where it would just be, I would just be going along, minding my own business, and then suddenly I'm dead. And I'm like, I don't even know what killed me. I have no idea what killed me. And then I watch the kill feed, and it's like, oh, I got punched into a wall by Doomfist, and it was so fast, I didn't even understand what happened. I just don't think that's fun. I don't think that's fun gameplay. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are definitely characters in the first one that didn't have fun gameplay. May freezing people. That's yeah. really just not a fun gameplay mechanic. Fix that. They fixed it. That's cool. But they could have done that in OG, OG Overwatch. I don't know that why That change they, like, they could have made, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could have done... A lot of it... I mean, a lot of people complained that a lot of an Overwatch match is you just shoot into a shield because that is... The meta is like you get a big shield and stand behind it and you shoot at the other enemy's big shield that they're standing behind oh. until... It breaks, wow. and then you try to do something. There, there is Didn't no way they... to remove shields in the game, Alex. It's like hard-coded into Overwatch. Like, you can't, yeah. can't get rid of it. Well, when they cut down shields a bunch, didn't goats become a thing? And then everybody also hated goats, because it was also boring? Right. I, I mean, think I think... that was... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the problem is, is that no matter what you end up making the game to be, there's going to be a meta because of it, and there are going to be the people exploiting that meta. Yeah. end of discussion and so the fact that you know there was goats or there was you know that time that it was like what is it like reinhardt widowmaker um and a couple others i forget but like it was like oh yeah everyone plays widowmaker it oh it sucks now because everyone's like it's like that's just how this game is gonna always play doesn't matter what you do at some point someone's gonna look at it and just go these are the six strongest or five strongest characters go and that's what the meta is going to be and yes but, that's going to be boring but like that's just that's, the fuck there's two there's two metas that have existed for a long time and now they have shifted it in such a way that, that those can't exist yeah so there's something new at least which is all really people want is they want it to be fresh occasionally even if it rotates between <laughs> there's, things there's no but way they was... could have made current overwatch fresh occasionally though that would yeah. require like you know updates Work. or something and it's also not like the fact that they didn't have a thing that was like, oh, yeah, if you're playing competitive, you know, every week we're going to rotate out a character that's going to be banned. So that way you had to figure out. That was a kind of cool system. New... That was an extremely cool system. And that was a very yeah. good idea. And then they just fucking dropped it because they were like, I got to go make the sequel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there I are know, issues that was with, a like really there good weren't idea to keep things like refreshed because then it's like, yeah, OK, if I'm not liking what's happening this week you just stop playing that week you come back next week when the meta has changed and now you've got something new oh my god who would have thought there, there were the problem with the the band system is that there's not quite enough there's not quite a large enough hero pool to support it i think yeah. because, yeah. because sometimes you'll ban a hard counter to something and it's yeah. like oh well now that thing's just crazy good this week because its counter is out of the pool yep. yeah you remember that time they banned like three hit scan <laughs> yeah. at the same time and it was like yep. oh so everyone's just gonna play Farah, huh yeah just just play if you if you had like a hero pool double the size and you had multiple counters for things then i think it's a mm -hmm. cool system yeah uh what else did they change other than just like moving to one tank i know they changed a lot of the tanks abilities their health pool yeah like arissa went arissa went from like <laughs> the most boring character in the game to being like actually fun yeah, Arisa got a very large uh, remake. Ryan's still roughly the same. Um, I feel like a lot of the supports became much more prominent. Like before, 
you know, you'd have your supports healing your team and you're like, okay, they're doing stuff, but they're not like super crucial. Whereas I feel like in Overwatch 2, if there is a support up on the other team, good fucking luck trying to kill the enemy tank. You're not going to do it, period. Like it just it, like every time I tried to fight a tank as a DPS and I was like shooting at their tank or something, if they had a support up, I would not do enough damage to out damage the amount of healing going in to make any difference on that health pool of that character. I was just like, yeah. and so at that point, I just ended up just running behind and killing all of the supports all of the time. And I just was like flanking constantly because I was like, this is the only thing I can do. This is all that's optional. I supports guess. do die a lot more now. Because with the lack of shields and the lack of a extra tank to peel for them, people can just kill them so easily. I feel like like doesn't that probably does make the support loop a little bit more enjoyable though? Because not because you're dying more often, but because you have to actually think to play a support you have to play, <laughs> play the game. Yeah, versus just standing there as mercy and right clicking your bastion, be like, all right, this is this is cool. I mean, like, we got two shields. Woo. For instance, Zen has always been like a glass cannon. And it's been pretty easy to like flank and kill, but it's so bad now they had to do something about it. So they gave him a <laughs> kick that can like shove people away from him. So that's that's kind of neat. Is that also does like double melee damage? I, I doubt it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it seems I do. Like that's not gonna help too much, but it's funny. Yeah, I do really want to see a play fun. of the game where Zen kicks multiple people off of an edge because that'll be cool. <laughs> that sounds funny. Might happen. I feel like I've heard good things about the level design the verticality and levels the new maps seem cool yeah i i love they removed the uh two cp i love <laughs> the soundtrack for the new maps because they all have like their own thing going on and they all sound fucking awesome and i love that for them like the new mode is cool really good push yeah push it's they, like they, a tug of war kind of they oh, took out the kick move the robot no <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> They uh they took out two CP, so you'll never have to deal with Anubis or Paris yeah. ever again. I mean, thank God. I I think just watching Overwatch League again, trying to get keys, but I was watching Overwatch League. Um, the amount of small skirmishes, skirmishes like you were talking about, Alex, they're happening all over the map. I never yep. really felt like everybody was grouped together unless there was like specifically a point capture somewhere or a team wipe, and then people would kind of get group up and maneuver to the next part of the map. But other than that, it was very much like people on the edges, a few people in the middle, and just a lot of mobility up and down to left and right. It, was very, it seemed faster paced and not as bunched up, not as balled up, I guess. Yeah. Not so. great for me as a player that's yeah. like more about positioning and like teamwork and less about mechanics <laughs> and like one-on-ones. I, I think it's very weird to go from, hey, like basically trained you to constantly be thinking about group up with your team, group up with your team, group up with your team. And now, eh, do whatever. I mean, guess you could group up with them if you wanted to. Like, it just seems su such like a difference of a game of like, this used to be very fun because you'd have to like work together. And now they're like, eh, you don't really have to work that, uh, too much together. That seemed like effort that you guys didn't want to do. So we made the game different. <laughs> so yeah, hard to make I'm, games good these days. Yeah. So hard. I'm curious how it all like shakes out. Like, I'm sure there'll be, like, like Owen was saying, a meta that forms, and what is that going to look like? Is it going to look like everybody's individually spread out across the map, or is it actually going to resemble something like original Overwatch at some point? I don't know. Also, hitscan's, like, super good now because there's nothing to block. 
bullets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So soldiers just destroying everybody. <laughs> widow, there's nothing to stop a widow from headshotting everybody if there's Let's a good go. widow. In the <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, we should probably mention like a small plus, but uh, they did redesign like a change the sound design for all the weapons and oh, so good. animations in this game or in version two. It, it seems nice. I don't know that it's like, wow, this makes the game so much better. I'm so glad they did a sequel, but it makes it makes the feel better, right? It makes the weapons sure. feel different just That's because they made sound it go different. Go from one point one to one point two so far. <laughs> yeah. Sick. It's worth Crazy. mentioning that Overwatch 2 is this is not Overwatch 2 basically. This is basically yeah. like stuff that's coming along and being tacked into Overwatch 1 eventually. Overwatch yeah, 2 they, is basically the, the PvE stuff. They probably only spent like a third of development time on the multiplayer or less. Yeah. If I had to guess. It feels like they probably should have been more clear with that because saying, hey, here's the Overwatch <laughs> 2 beta and it's basically yeah. Overwatch just 1 the again. Multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. It makes people go, what the fuck, this a, is garbage. This I've is seen a lot of confusion around it. It's like, what? It, like, I don't understand. How is this Overwatch 2? It's like, uh, well, you know. It's, it's not really. It's, it's not like really. They're, they're very hub. bad at messaging what it is. And also, it's yeah. like, should it even be called 2? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Like, a PvE campaign could have been sold as like an expansion or a DLC or something. Overwatch, save the world. Kind of like Fortnite. Yeah. Oh. You just give it a subtitle, right? Yeah. Because there's Fortnite BR and then there's Fortnite Save the World. It's not Fortnite 2 because they came out with the BR. It's... Well, also, you guys actually, when Overwatch you 2 comes out, will you be able to play original Overwatch anymore? Or will it completely no. wipe out I mean, the multiplayer of original Overwatch? It's just replacing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, so, they like, it's not the multiplayer. Not a two. They, they said that the multiplayer will do that, but they said that four or five years ago. Who the fuck knows if they're going to actually keep that promise? <laughs> that is a they good should, point. They could very well just be like, oh, yeah, fuck it. None of that's actually going to count. Sorry, bye. Fuck you. I and mean, like walk away. They are owned by Microsoft now. So like I'm willing to like totally new management. I'm willing to say basically anything that was said is kind of up for debate now. You know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like who's to say what True. they there's, said originally? There's no way they can go back on it. Just from like a PR perspective, I, I mean, I don't think well, they can get much that worse affect... PR. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Blizzard Activision generally, I'm talking, yeah. but also Overwatch is not having great PR lately either. What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they're having great PR. Uh, just wrapping this up, we should probably mention that uh, they're going to take a break for a period of time, about a month, and it looks like their next uh, event slash announcement is going to be on June 16th, where they're going to have another. PvP beta again, beta two point beta two, Overwatch two beta two. <laughs> so it's like Overwatch four. It sounds like. It did. Well, yeah. <laughs> Real excited what about if, that. Crazy thought. They actually just give us the PvE content that they've been withholding from us for the past I don't know five plus years, and they've been promising for forever. I don't know. Maybe like a trailer, just kind of pan the camera over to anything that's actually going on in the PvE side of things. No, might, honestly, might win anything. you, might win you some favor. Yeah. What if? What if Not when really. they come out with this announcement, they're like, "Look, we know you know Overwatch too, but hear us out. What if we added a second tank?" <laughs> oh no, that's the big twist. Uh, no, I love it. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. All right, other things in game world. We should talk about Squeenix, Jake. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but Squeenix is selling like all of their Western stuff. Yeah. Uh. Um, yeah, so they're selling, for anyone who does not know, 
they're going to sell Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, uh, along with the IPs for games like Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, and Legacy of Kane. Hmm. Why? Uh, according to their own announcement, so that way they can focus more on... I want to get this exactly right. It was blockchain, AI, and cloud. That was the third one. Mm. Uh, so yeah. basically, so they can do more NFTs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so that's going to go really well for them, I think, mm-hmm. especially sure. since right when they signed this market or signed this deal, the NFT market crashed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's down 92% since last September. Uh, so, you know, I think it'll pay off why, in the long run. Why couldn't they but, do that while still ha- owning the Western Studios? Honestly, I don't know. They also they need the money for... to build the NFTs. Out. Yeah, you got to buy NFTs. How, what do you mean the build NFTs? the NFT? <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, okay. They sold all that stuff for 300 million, which is like, like, that's a lot of money. But like this same company that bought them, I believe they bought 3D well, 3D realms. No, not 3D Realms. Uh, Gearbox for like a oh. billion. Mm-hmm. So Gearbox like, is owned by somebody? Yeah. Huh. Racer Group. Everybody owns Weird. somebody, Alex. Yeah. Everybody's it's owned. crazy. Uh, all the way up the line, you eventually get to some hedge fund that owns yeah. owns it. It's called Tencent, right? It's just Tencent. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, Tencent. Video game industry. Excuse me. Gearbox was bought for $1.3 billion. And wow. the list of great games Gearbox has is Borderlands. <laughs> that was the list. That was all awesome. Yeah. Hey, they're publishing you know, smaller stuff now from indie right. devs. I mean, that's sure, right. but like, t- I feel like Tomb Raider alone is worth about that. Deus hey, Ex th- has been kind of eh, lately, but like, that's a big name. It's a big IP. I remember the last Tomb Raider came out, and it sold like pretty well. And then Square Enix issued a thing that was like. We were disappointed in the sales of this game. And yeah. everybody was like, why? What are you talking they about? It did the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. It got reviewed really well. I don't I don't actually know how well it sold. I don't have any details on that. But they, again, were like, oh, didn't meet our expectations. Like, what did didn't you meet our expect? We expected Guardians of the Galaxy to be the biggest game in the world. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it was the second best-selling box game in UK when it released. That's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Only behind FIFA. Sounds about right. Of course. I mean, of course, it was behind FIFA. But, like, it's not like it sold poorly. It reviewed well. I think most of us have bought it. Well, some of us have bought it. Not that we represent the industry very well, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, it was was at least decently well-received. And the last Tomb Raider game, by the end of December 2018, had shipped 4.12 million copies. So, like, just from that, this deal feels like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially, Crystal Dynamics <laughs> is working on a new Tomb Raider already, and they're just like, Are "Yep, they? that's yours too. Just have it. We don't, we don't give a shit." I mean, what you don't see on a sale like that is, uh, you know, EBITDA a company's like actual valuation. If they're in debt from something, or maybe they had like NFTs. major development fees. <laughs> yeah, I mean. They also, bought a bunch of NFTs and they all tanked, and now they're just like, "Well, I don't know. Buy this yeah. for cheap. You can ten cents on the dollar. Let's go." <laughs> Honestly, I believe it. To, the uh, one. Sorry, go ahead, on. No, I was just gonna say, just slight tangent because you brought up FIFA. Uh, that FIFA oh, yeah. is no longer getting made by EA. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they didn't want to pay for it anymore. They didn't want to pay <clears> for it anymore, so there's no longer going to be a new FIFA game every year, which is like su- very extremely surprising because that well, just like prints money. They're and... just changing the name. Well, it's yeah. not, but it's it can't be the FIFA teams anymore. It's the, they apparently it's have the license to all but two of the teams. In FIFA? It's yeah. just two Italian teams, right? Really? Or something like that. It but is, they cannot call is... the game FIFA anymore, but they can use most of the teams in it. That's yeah, they use all of the people because they have licensed all of the club teams that all of the people are in. Right. They just can't do any of the, I believe they can't just do any of the national like teams. You can't have like England versus, you know, France or anything like that. I think yeah. that's the line of they cannot do that. But everything else, they have the ability to do. And so they're like, fuck it, we're not going to deal with how evil EA or uh, how evil FIFA is. And it's just... EA calling someone else evil and not wanting to deal with them is just a weird world that we live in. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, okay. Derek, who we should probably have on to talk about FIFA sometime because that's like all he played before he started playing games on PC versus Xbox. He said that they're going to call the new game EA Sports FC. Yes, yes, Football that's correct. Mm-hmm. And they do. He did say that they have a license to every team except for two Italian teams, and that's it. So... <laughs> Good luck competing, uh, FIFA. Gonna suck. Uh, sorry. One last thing before we move on. Going back yeah. to the Squeenix thing, I did. I heard one theory uh, that I, I'm. I was interested in because I think it makes a lot of sense. That part of the reason they sold all their shit so fast, all their Western stuff, is because they were looking to get acquired by Sony. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if there's any, you know, meat to that. But I heard that, and I went, well. That would actually make a lot of sense. They're both Japanese-based. Their Western stuff has been sort of on rocky terrain, so if they're just looking to shore themselves up to get acquired, that could make sense, and it would explain why they sold it for, like, 20 cents. Uh, But, you know, I just thought that was an Mm. interesting idea. Wanted to throw that out there. Would Sony not want them more if they had all those extra IPs, though? I don't know. You would think that part of the appeal of buying them would be to get those IPs, but maybe it's like... I don't I don't know. I Maybe don't they know. didn't want to spend quite that much. They're like, well, we want to buy some of your IPs, but we're not going to buy all of this Western garbage. To be fair, though, all of those, the Deus Exes and the Tomb Raiders were not PlayStation exclusives. Whereas mm. most of, I feel, well, maybe not most, but like Final Fantasy is one's to mind, right? When you say Square Enix. Yeah. And that's obviously been PlayStation exclusive for ages. One last huh. note on uh, game-related stuff, probably more in news than games, is uh, the Epic Game Sale Mega Sale. Oh, yeah. That, like, just started. Oh, yeah. It actually happened to today. It's, it started May 19th. It'll go on to June 16th. And Ooh. I wanted to, to point out that uh, the free now from May, uh, free from now till May 26th, Borderlands 3 is actually free on Epic. Go pick that bad boy up. It's a good game. Um, in the sale though, I saw that Cyberpunk 2077, which has had incredible updates, um, is only $30. So honestly, if you have had reservations on picking that game up, uh, I thought it was great yeah. even with the bugs. So yes, probably pick it up now. Off. Might be you know, time for me to say, play that game. For 30 bucks, I'd say worth it. I'd say well, that's a very good, good deal for $30. What's also cool is they give you a free 25% off coupon for anything you buy over $15. Yeah. So that 30 is actually a little bit less than that. Yeah. Close to 20. Not quite as good as what it used to be when it was $10. Yeah. yeah. But $10 I, I, off for games under 40 bucks was was better. Yeah. But, 
I mean, it's it's still it stacks with any other coupon with any other discount. Yeah. So it's still nice. Plus, I like if I like stuff's over forty dollars, it's actually better. You have like a fifty dollar yeah. game you want. That's true. Yeah. If, you're, yeah. if yeah. there's like a new release you want to buy, getting twenty five percent off is actually awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. But for all those games that were fifteen dollars that you could get for five dollars, yeah, it's that was so cool. <laughs> but what's cool is you can buy smaller games now. As long as your total order is over fifteen, you can get a discount on that. So nice. if you wanted to get like a whole bunch of ten dollars games, you can actually get a discount on those. Whereas before it was mm. like you just have to pay full price. Nice. Okay, let's move on and talk about uh, a couple things in film realm because there's multiple things we have to talk about here. But we should probably start off with uh, this was uh, actually, I guess not this. Last week was opening week for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I don't know if everybody here has watched it. Yeah, I was going to guess I... most people. Everybody but Jake? Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I, I can, uh, I can, I can leave. <laughs> Aww. Because I, I was I was wondering if it was too soon to talk about the Multiverse of Madness, because I only just saw it uh, this previous week, and I, I've waited a full week of it being out before I even got a chance to uh, go over it. I mean, we can hold off if we need to. Jake? No, no, no. I will, I will excuse myself. You just let me know when <laughs> Okay. I should come okay. back. Yeah, yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Uh, uh, that's that's mute. Not that. Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. So, uh, Doctor Strange came out last Thursday, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, a lot of, I think, what the internet thought was going to happen in that movie, well, I guess I would say about half of it did, and the other half was completely wrong, uh, which was unique. I feel like a lot of times people, especially who are looking at trailers, really try to dive in deep, and they get a lot of things that are going to happen in movies. This one, probably only because it has to do with multiverse, not quite as much. Um, there was a lot of speculation about Tom Cruise being an alternate version of Iron Man. There was speculation <laughs> about, I mean, just there, there was a ton of things, a multitude of things in the multiverse that it could have been. Uh, but movie was pretty good. I think from my perspective, loved it. Thought it was great. Um, then kind of had an interesting, I don't know, approach to a Marvel film considering the villain. Mm. But other than that, uh, thoughts from everybody? I thought. The movie was really well directed, I guess. It felt mm-hmm. trippy. The whole movie felt trippy and weird, uh, which yeah. I think is really good for that movie specifically. The yeah. stuff they can do with the Doctor Strange stuff to it's so creative, like all the random wild visuals they can throw in those movies. It's yeah. Well really I, cool. I, I saw they took a note from uh Gravity Falls when they go through the weirdness bubbles. Yeah. Um all that stuff. Yeah, that was really cool really in cool. this movie. They did a good job. Even the the music and sound design is really trippy the whole time. You just hear like weird discordant music sometimes and discordant. I like it. <laughs> they did they did a fantastic job in my opinion of it. Like they really went all out on it, and I really feel like it is one of the better Marvel movies. Like I would say it's somewhere in my top ten. Wow, because it it really is all parts of storytelling very well. Like. You have the kind of pan shots that Sam Raimi is known for. You have a wonderful story being told that is actually interesting. I love the, it it kept the kind of uh, Doctor Strange style um, ending where you're not just punching someone enough to win the fight. 
there's mm-hmm. something else that you have to do to you know outsmart them or outwit the the villain at the end, which I thought was very well done. So I think story wise it was good. Uh, as Caleb was saying, there's an entire scene where they fight with music notes. And it sounds That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it it sounds really so fucking good while they're doing it. And I was just, like, if you don't notice music normally, you notice music here because they're yeah. literally fighting with it. And I was like, wow, this is actually uh, Danny Elfman did a good job with that. Like that was that was well done. When yeah. that um, scene started, all I could think about was the similar scene in Scott Pilgrim where they're the yes. base battle. Mm-hmm. That's yes. like all I could think of when it started, which it's is a good thing a... to think of. Go off for Caleb's direction uh, stuff. Sam Raimi, I think, is he brings like a little bit of his horror chops also in this oh, movie, God, yeah. which which we Absolutely. haven't seen really in, in Marvel in Marvel, which I think was really cool, like the zombie strange stuff and like some of the stuff with like some of the kills that Scarlet Witch has, just gruesome. Not really yeah. things that you see in in, yeah. in Marvel usually. It was kind of mm-hmm. like they took um, some notes from some things like uh, Invincible or The Boys, and they were like, yeah. all right, let's put this in here, but let's tone it down a little bit. A lot. Tone it down you know. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the scene with uh, what's-his-face who makes the noise with his mouth, what's what's he called? Uh, Black, oh, Bolt? Black Bolt. Black yep. Bolt. Black Bolt. Yeah. Bolt. Where she Which, just Black Bolt's in it, and I freaked out about that. I was so happy to see him again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit, it's him. Yeah, his death scene was crazy. That whole fight with that whole sequence. Illuminati was, was really cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They did a um, very good job with that entire thing, and I was like, yep, this is beyond what I was expecting, and I was very happy with it. I do want I think to... I laughed out loud when they said Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I do want That's to... So asked for a little bit of input from Chad because I know his perspective is a little different and I, I actually really appreciate some of the things he said about it. Yeah, mine so- is very different from you all. And I so I need to start by saying two things. One, I did hear a rumor that this movie was supposed to come out before Spider-Man. Yeah. So I think that's the case. So that kind of gives me a little bit more like, ah, okay. Like, you know, he's he's learning about the multiverse and in Spider-Man, like that's where he knows all about the multiverse and that's why he's able to talk mm-hmm. to Peter about it. Um but I I feel like there was just choices of of writing Doctor Strange that they kind of just flopped on and then also it felt to me like a WandaVision movie with Doctor Strange kind of there as a side character. Yeah, but I like that. But I mean yeah. if it was called WandaVision in the Multiverse of Madness like I'd be totally on board for that. I don't know. I I I I, I look at that as like Wanda's the villain of the movie. Like that's like saying like Black yeah. Panther is a Killmonger movie with Black Panther as a side character. <laughs> so I I don't know. Like if... you have to have them both in the movie and have like their motivations explored but, but, to be like an, a a good plot. But the entire I will I will say the one thing you were telling me that Chad was talking about is the whole subplot with her imaginary children. You wouldn't even yeah. know that existed if you didn't watch WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And that is basically the entire plot of this movie. It's, yeah. it's the start and the end. Like, the whole point of what happens in this movie is, is from her perspective, really. And Doctor so Strange I, just kind of comes in and deals with it. I also mm-hmm. really, really enjoy True. watching a YouTube channel called The Critical Drinker because a lot of his opinions on movies kind of aligns directly with mine. Uh, he made a video on this, and I sent it to Alex because there's a lot of stuff in this movie that like I can't articulate correctly, uh, but that video just like pinpoints it 
amazingly yeah. for what I think is wrong with the movie. Now, here's here's the deal. I don't want to say that this movie's it. bad because it's not. It is a really good movie, but I think they've also kind of written themselves into a box because of the way Marvel Universe is. And it's all like each movie, each TV show always has to set up something. And so with the multiverse of madness, after going from Loki to WandaVision, just setting all of this stuff up, Spider-Man setting, just setting all of this stuff up and then just having it be Doctor Strange versus WandaVision. And that's it. Like I didn't watch any trailers or anything, so I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but that's, that's it. I just felt like it was kind of just like, I went to the movie theater. I was expecting a great, like almost Avengers style movie. And then it just kind of, I hyped myself up kind of thing. So, um, it does know. seem like Spider-Man would be a better um, end to the whole multiverse stuff, a better finale multiverse mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from of like the disappointment, but also you went in not knowing what was there. And I think that's the beauty of a lot of this is that you don't have to know what was there and like there is an entire like media circus around analyzing the trailers and looking at all of the things and like trying to you know figure out how you know professor x fits into every but at the end of the day like it's just a fucking movie like just just I will, chill and enjoy it. And it I will say, to kind, of, to kind of defend Chad's point, I think one of the things that happens with Marvel is there's this expectation that everything is a continuance of the last thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of been built that way because we have these giant arcs. And now yeah. even all of these series are tying in with what's going on. And the problem is you you walk into a theater and you expect to see something where it's like, all right, I want this to tie in with what I saw in the last like, you know, X, Y, or Z, when in reality... It's just a piece. It's a film that somebody wants to put together to create something out of. And so our expectations don't meet what they were thinking for the movie. It's like if you think about, like one of my favorite Marvel films is um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. There's not a lot of tie-in to that movie per se. There wasn't a ton of build-up to it, but it's a quality movie. And it doesn't have a ton of things that really tie into the rest of... I mean, there's a couple minor components, but that's it. But you can appreciate it for what it is. I think that the issue with this one is they had so much build-up from the series... And this was one of the first movies coming out of that, other than Spider-Man, which blew everybody like, out of the water. And my, now you're just my like, one major complaint with this movie was like the final scene in Spider-Man is like the multiverse like breaking open and stuff. And that is not it feels like that should be like the opening scene in this movie, like figuring out what's happening with that, and it's not brought up at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's True. that's why I was saying that. Knowing that Spider-Man was supposed to come after this movie kind yeah. of makes this movie a so, lot less of a downfall. I, I also mm-hmm. don't know why they chose to like phrase it that way because there have been multiple times they've released movies that in occurred before other movies yeah. in the MCU timeline. Yeah. Why they had to go back and say, well, we need to adjust these things to make it fit so that it, chronological release order, it makes sense to the audience. That's a weird decision Probably because me. the movies that happen out of chronological order are much more standalone oh are much more standalone like you're saying they're trying too hard to tie these things together no i'm saying like they had they had a plan for these two movies to link together oh i see and then when they were forced to put them out of order they had to do something to rewrite 
right. to make it make sense because otherwise mm. you'd be missing key information. Right. And that's what makes it so difficult to like connect the like because those dots don't connect as cleanly right. as they would have if it was in the opposite order. Right. Yeah. And yeah. To, to to Alex's point, you know, this is the first Marvel movie that when you're coming at it, you have to have watched something from Disney Plus. Right. right. This, because before everything else was, uh, you know, at least somewhat separate or they at least explained it enough that you didn't have to worry about it. Uh, whereas this is, you know, as Chad said, this is WandaVision 2.0. This is the WandaVision movie. So if you didn't watch WandaVision, which I watched all of it before going to see the movie. So it was like fresh in my mind um, over like the past week or so I've been watching through that. Uh, and kind of was like, oh, yeah, this really is. And I remember all these characters that's going on with Wanda. But like, yep. if you don't do that, you're right. Right. You know, you're definitely at a loss there if you don't if you haven't watched it. And I also think that, you know, to the other point that Chad was making of Disney's properties serve the purpose of advertising for the rest of Disney's properties. Like it is yeah. just a circular continuum now of just being like, we're going to tease you a bunch of stuff. And the entire reason it's there is so that way you are go watch that, which then tease you into the next thing. And then the thing after that, because That's, they've got you on a hook. It's so weird though, because they don't need to tease me. I'll go watch the next Marvel right. film. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm excited <laughs> about every one of them. There, there's two I, more things that, that I kind of have to, to mention, because I think these are like glaring, in my opinion, problems with the movie. And one of which is, Doctor Strange to me has always been that character that only trusts himself with information. He only uh, relies on himself. He, you know, he didn't tell Doc, uh, Tony Stark exactly what to do, especially because you know he had to die in order to do it. So would he have done it if he knew? Um, he told Tony that he wasn't going to give up the gem. Uh, he let him and everybody die basically before he did. So it's basically been like his character of like me, 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 like I and like. Uh, I'm very I, I'm I'm more of a character for the world and like I will I will do anything at all costs to protect the world. And then within like two seconds of the movie, he's like, oh, yeah, this this key of the universe. Uh, yeah, Wanda, it's over here, by the way. And it's like he wouldn't tell that to anybody, in my opinion. Like he'd be like, hey, I need your help. I have something. I have an issue, but I'm not going to tell you all the details. But like mm -hmm. we need to save the world. But it's like, boom, it's right over there. We just got to go over here. Oh, that's where it is. OK. And then. Also, uh, another thing is Wanda's whole issue is she wants her children. But if you look at Wanda Vision, her whole issue is she wanted Vision. Mm -hmm. And so that's just out the window now. She doesn't care about Vision anymore. She just wants the children. And that's that's like the whole arc is that she's a mother and like Vision is just out of her mind now. And I, I, I was like, so we gonna we gonna mention Vision? Is Vision gonna come into this movie? Is like what's going like what's going on here? Like. So I, those are just two of the, the issues that I had with it. I I could I could explain both of those away as like character growth. Mm -hmm. I think that I don't know if it's like, like a good explanation for Doctor Strange no, though. Well, because Doctor Strange is, has has learned a little bit more how to work with people and is maybe trying to open up a bit and maybe trust his allies and yeah, is like grown trying. as like a member of the Avengers, you know, it, as it, rather than just being like a solo hero. I mean, looking at his entire arc, uh, you know, you have somebody who's only concerned with themselves, who then learns to 
uh, you know, sacrifice, I mean, you know, to sacrifice himself and his own good to save the world. And that's just Doctor Strange 1. And then you see him go from this selfish person to somebody who works with others, which is the Avengers movie. And then you have him finally giving respect to people that, you know, he doesn't, or, you know, that he thinks that he's better than, which is what happens when this one with Wong. Like, there's an entire thing of him changing all of his arc throughout all of it, of just being like, yes, I need to do things differently and act differently and like change and like yeah you know it does seem very weird that he starts off the movie i mean in the, my opinion i think the entire start of this movie is very rushed because it goes straight <laughs> into like hey wanda yeah. she's over here go get her um you know i think that's that's very rushed i think there's probably production things behind that um why it is that rushed but like I agree that that it does feel that way, but I also appreciated it because we're. It was every... like a tight two hours. They could have made it like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, yeah. they, they, they could have made it. In, they could have made it an entire series. I, <laughs> I, I, a lot of developable content there. I think that the nice thing about it at the end of the day is the fact that we know these characters, right? Like, we know who Doctor Strange is, we know who Wanda is, we know what's... Like, you don't need to give us 30 minutes of telling us, you know, anything about the bad guy. We know the bad guy. You can just go. You can just start us off. And I think that that was very nice to just be like, hey, we don't need to have a large exposition or have you convinced of anything or world build anything. Have done all of it. We can just do a payoff. And yeah. I'm like, cool. In terms yeah, of I... Wanda, I do agree that Vision probably should have been brought up, and that's mm -hmm. important. But also, like, as a person who experienced growing a family and then, like, had children, like, you always hear, like, moms will do anything for their kids. Like, the kids are the most important thing, like, even over, you know, the spouse. Like, it is the kids, kids, kids. Like, and that that is, like, the aggressive drive that she had in the movie too. I wonder if there was something to do with like a uh, guy that plays vision. What's his name? Uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah. I don't know if it like, cause they could have totally included him somehow, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he could have existed in any number of multiverses. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Like vision. It's also been explained that she's corrupted by the book and that's why. Yeah. She, she does. What but she that's does, like, so she gets that's corrupted it. by the book after making the decision that she wanted to like do anything possible to get her kids just argue right? for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean that's not really like yeah a great explanation yeah. i don't know i so i watched the video you sent i think actually there's one very strong point in the video that i don't actually care about that much but it's actually like a really good argument uh, against the movie and it's like actually? to do with is it actually yeah, yeah. Right, said actually like six times you want to you want to just interrupt the flow of the podcast real quick and just... hey you do it all the time get out of here and i could talk can talk now yes can you can talk now my this goodness good. yes we're okay we can continue yes, you can continue all right uh he talks about power scaling and wanda's powers and how she just kind of does whatever at any moment depending on what the story needs yeah like for instance like she waves her hand and completely ob obliterates Mr. Fantastic just like with a thought. But then she has like a struggle against the other two heroes yeah. where she like has like a fisticuffs fight with Captain America and, and Captain Marvel doesn't really yep. make much sense. Uh, and I'm kind of like, whatever, because 
story to write like an interesting scene you kind of have to suspend disbelief and just be able to like enjoy what's happening yeah. instead of like picking apart and being like well wanda could have just like looked at all of them and turned them all into ribbons and then right. walked out and like that wouldn't have been movie. interesting right yeah <laughs> you know? did he talk about i forget if he talked about um how uh captain marvel got crushed by a rock and that was how she died <laughs> but like okay so yeah. i i actually i agreed with him until i heard the fact uh, that if you actually look at the the scene frame by frame, oh uh, you'll you see that it's it, this is wild. You see that Wanda's actually pulling the energy that Captain Marvel has around her off of her, and uh, when she's you know slams to the ground, the boulder crushes her. She's she, like she's gotten her powers taken away. So kind of like how mm. she, uh, Agatha got her powers taken away when mm. when Wanda was in WandaVision. So. That's why a boulder just crushes her and kills her. Mm. I was yeah. curious about that. I was like, actually wow, explainable. Yeah, but it is so. just a—it's a general issue with writing characters that are that strong. Yeah, like yeah. you can—you can say the same thing about like uh, Infinity War and the Gauntlet, because it's like it like the way all that plays out. It's really stupid because like why why does Thanos have to kill half of everybody? Like why can't he just double all of the resources? Or yeah. do or anything else. like the Gauntlet is literally be able to rewrite reality. So like he could have <laughs> solved it in any other way that wasn't mass murder. Why couldn't Doctor but... Strange just go and erase his uh, memory of the Gauntlet? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you just there's have to like so suspend disbelief and like yeah. and like or, enjoy the ride at some point, or use the sling ring to cut off that, Thanos' that's arm. Why I said <laughs> disclaimer: this I do believe this was a good movie. Yeah, I just had to nitpick it, and like, yeah. like ultimately, because I think if it was titled something differently as well, this is my whole thing with titles. Uh, <laughs> this I, is like, the Resident Evil it. argument. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it more because, like, coming, like I said, coming off of WandaVision, Loki, and Spider Man, and not knowing that Spider Man was supposed to be after, mm-hmm. like, having Multiverse of Madness, it's like, all right, this is the time that we're about to explore this, like wild thing of like all these multiverses coming in a 616 and like we're we're gonna see this like this we're gonna see um who's the new new villain um who's that guy the the new villain that they're trying to come Kang out on and look at Loki or Kang, Kang, Kang. Oh. <laughs> we're gonna see him maybe like at a glance but like he's not gonna get taken down but like this is my whole thing of like going through the story of like how I would have written it and like oh, going yeah. to the movie theater and it's just like oh great it's just Wanda but I th- okay. I think that's the one thing that I love so much about this was that, like, you know, and I, I do this too of like, you know, the Marvel fanboys guessing at what what it could be and what it'll be like. But at some point, you've just inflated whatever you think that this might be in your head so much that then anything ever put to film is going to be a disappointment too. like and i don't think this is just a thing like i think this is a marketing thing that marvel has an issue with in general but like especially dealing with the group of people is how do you make a film for somebody who spent the past year building up how they think the x-men are gonna come into it and how you know that like we'll finally have x-men canon in the mcu and oh my god that's gonna be so crazy and we're also gonna get mr fantastic and fantastic four this is gonna be intro to like 50 different things it's just like, yeah. yeah, after that point, anything that you put to film, even doing those things that they want, will upset those fans because it will not be good enough to what they have in their own imagination. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back Jake in if you guys are ready. Yeah. If we're done talking oh, about yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, should we? I mean, do we even? Uh, do you guys want to mention Moon Knight? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought Moon Knight was was good. I think it's not the best of the Disney Plus series, but I thought it was good. I'm not saying my catchphrase, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the I, best of the Disney Plus? I thought Plus? Moon Knight was incredible. WandaVision. WandaVision. Okay. Yeah, WandaVision's right. WandaVision. <laughs> I think WandaVision. All just WandaVision. WandaVision's think, definitely uh, the best. I thought Moon Knight was incredible. Does Aaron, Aaron, are you still on Loki being the best? What if? Oh, oh what if's the best? What if, what what if, if is the best? What if well, it's the best? Good. Have, has everybody here seen Moon Knight? I have not. No. No. I think multiple people haven't seen. Yeah, that's why I said we can... We can Each had no one watched it, I think. Yeah, we can, we can hold off till other people have watched Moon Knight because I don't I, think it's going to affect the MCU anytime soon. And uh, right. we can, we can uh, talk about <laughs> this. I mean, they've got have, new uh, heroes. New heroes coming in. The only they thing I say like new heroes. is that Moon Knight was incredible to me just because of the performance. Like the story, the storyline, oh, whatever. Yeah. The performance from Oscar Isaac was phenomenal. He sells it so good. Very, very good. He's yeah. excellent actor. actor. Yeah. I I would actually put uh, Moon Knight like up near the top of the list somewhere. Really, hundred oh, percent. It's like my second. If if WandaVision's right, like it's it's almost teetering into WandaVision. Just wow. just on. interesting because I did not think that the beginning of this like uh, series was that good. I thought it was kind of meh. I did have to tell my parents to keep watching because they stopped, and I was like, "the the conclusion really? of the series is like, whew." I, I and episode one hooked me. I think episode one's great. Yeah, I think the conclusion of the series does a very good job, but I agree. It's like I was not sold until a couple episodes in, and then I was like, "I guess I'll watch this." And then by the end of it, I was like, "Okay, this actually is is pretty solid." Alex, you really need to go watch What If. You haven't seen What If yet? No, he has not. Uh, right. And he went and See, watched Multiverse take... of Madness, and he had not seen What If. I mean, there's just like what? What? I've seen. I've seen right, some no of the episodes here. I know. No spoilers. No spoilers right now. Wait, I'm just yeah, saying. It like, it's like such a, a good series. It's mm. such. It's a good really good. Series. I've seen okay. several of the episodes. That's that's fine. Okay, okay I just have a quick question while we're on Marvel stuff. I never watched Eternals. Did you watch that? Is that? Do I need to watch that? No. No. Okay. Not worth it. Not yet. I don't know. Not, I mean, they'll I, probably include it in some way at some point, right? Yeah, that's why I said not yet. Because uh, it, this, the, same, the same way <laughs> the, it's, the same uh, way that, great. that uh, you know, you could argue, should you see in humans? Eternals is like... Yeah, I haven't um, watched in humans. You don't need to. Eternal, <laughs> Alex made a good point. And then they killed Eternals. the character that was relevant from that, right? So... You don't need to. You never need to watch it. <laughs> uh, Alex made a good point about Eternals in that they they suffer from the Justice League problem where they introduce a whole oh. bunch of characters yep. and then you don't really get any backstory and it's just kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but there's like a cool fight and all and blah, 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 whatever. Like they did it correct with original Avengers and then like they built up over time, had all the individual movies, then did the Avengers movie. And it delivered. And then Justice League did the opposite and flopped. And then they went and copied Justice League for some reason. <laughs> well, I well, think it's because they needed to, like, the Eternals are a unit. You don't really have them outside of the group as yeah, much as you do with the Avengers. Like, there isn't a, a specific comic line directly for one of the Eternals. They always show up together. It and really... so how do you do 
Yeah, if only there were like some sort of long form, maybe episodic form yeah. of media that they were getting really into recently. Where they could explore these characters, but I guess it's gotta that be a, a movie. That's a good point. It's a very I mean, good point. It, it sounds like the series on the TV been way better. Series. I 100% agree. I mean, it sounds like the Inhumans didn't really work out in that I, format, in, right? Inhumans was not MCU related before it even aired. Oh. So I didn't know the Inhumans existed until yeah, I don't really know what this is, movie. So it's fine. So. I mean, if we're talking things like, oh, you should see it because maybe it'll be relevant. Who's excited to see Morbius? Heck <laughs> yeah, dude! Right? I hear he morbs a bunch of guys. Sounds <laughs> Morbius awesome. sweet. <laughs> I'm, uh, Morbius I'm sweet more excited to to oh, see man. the uh, the Daredevil Disney Plus series that's uh, now in production. Oh really? Yep. Are they throwing Again? out the Netflix stuff? I, I mean, I think Why? they are throwing out the Netflix stuff, but I Why think that they're don't... keeping the guy as uh Yeah, Matt I was going to say, he yeah, shows up in something and he's just like, I'm secretly Daredevil. And it's like, oh, right. That's he not did show up. Canon. Because I thought, he get... it's fine. What? Did he show up? It, it was in Spider Man, right? Yeah, yeah. Spider Man. He's the lawyer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in every universe, Daredevil's a lawyer, guys. Correct. <laughs> and that's the entire point is that, like, Fuck it. All the Netflix stuff is in its own universe. C- cut it off. We're done. Move on to the next shit. Ugh. All right. We are getting close to time. We need to mm-hmm. wrap it up here. And I wanted to briefly touch note on the segment that I, I think we should title like Aaron and Alex have watched movies so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, we do this fairly regularly. Um, we watched three movies recently. Ambulance, or as I like to call it, Ambulatance. Uh, we watched The Northman and we watched The Batman. Real quick note on The Batman. If you've never watched, uh, if you haven't watched The Batman, first of all, go watch it. It's absolutely amazing. It's incredible. Also, there is a, a guy on YouTube. His name's Thomas Flight. He's a very good reviewer of different elements of, of movies. He does one on the sound of The Batman, and it is absolutely phenomenal. Blew my mind. The, the stuff he like pulls out of the movie. Oh, I loved it. Oh. Were go there it. sounds in that movie that weren't just. <laughs> no, that was the entire movie. Like the entire time you were sitting in the seat, that's all you heard. That's all I remember of the for film. like the three hours. Just, what I mean, I was the first thing it, I remembered like... was was his uh his footsteps. Yeah, they like mm, super cr- like crunchy. Oh, they, they make the Batman's footsteps so loud in that movie. Yeah, every time he walks somewhere, the Foley work is crazy. Yo, I will link it. I will link this Thomas Fly video. You got to go watch it. He's, wow. I mean, it's, it's really well done. I just want to confirm on the Batman. Mm-hmm. Was your friend correct, Aaron? Was it just like not a good movie? Just uh, not oh, Melinda. Melinda hated it. She's just absolutely wrong. <laughs> it's yeah, it's incredible. Bad. She has bad takes on some movies wow. sometimes. Yeah. Just <laughs> on occasion. Melinda. She didn't like yeah. Dune and she didn't like the Batman. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't trust this at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Upset. Wait, uh, wasn't there somebody that, sorry, tangent, but wasn't there somebody that Jake went to see movies with in Arkansas, and then he realized oh. that that person just like had a terrible taste in movies? Yeah, we went to see, I don't remember what Marvel movie it was, it was something really good, and we were talking about it afterwards, she was like, yeah, I didn't really like it, and then they were like, she was like, oh yeah, no, but I really liked Boss Baby, and I was like, oh, my oh gosh, gosh. <laughs> no, oh. you just don't like good things, I get it, I get it. <laughs> I understand now. Yeah, it's all coming together boss baby we alex and i also watched the northman which is uh robert eggers new film it's uh kind of a horror nordic take on hamlet uh it was very visceral and dark and just full of very strange scenes i mean it's it's a very unique movie 
Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, there is some very interesting acting from people in that movie, like Willem Dafoe is maybe one of the scariest times I've ever seen him, other than, of course, that classic film where he plays in Death Note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that, Death Note. yeah. <laughs> scariest, scariest, best, probably the best role, role for Willem Dafoe ever. But this is number two. Very close, very close. I imagine he was making the same facial expression as he did when he was playing <laughs> in Death yeah. Note. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the Northman, ahead, I'll just say, like, everything, I kept on thinking while I was watching the movie, it had such a vibe. Like, they nailed the atmosphere that they were going for, and the entire thing just envelops you in its world. It makes you think that man, it must have sucked living <laughs> back in that time. It was we terrible. Both <laughs> thought that same thought at almost the same exact time. I don't remember if you turned to me or I turned to you. And I was like, of us man, uh, must have sucked to live in this day and age. It's yeah, for sure. Just awful, awful. But great movie. Go watch it. The last thing we watched, Michael Bay's new film, *Ambulance*, which Alex and I are just completely opposite end of the spectrum on. He thinks it's Michael Bay's greatest film ever. I think it's okay, quite possibly the worst thing he's ever written. Wow. Let me, expl- let me explain this movie real quick. Here's the summary. Yeah. It's a two hour and 10 minute long movie. The first 10 minutes is the setup. This one guy, he's got a brother who does a lot of heists and he's like, are you doing heists? And then within the first 10 minutes, he goes and meets his brother. And what do they do? They go on a heist. The next two hours of the movie is one chase. It is just a chase scene for two hours. In an ambulance. Wow. Sign me up, dude. Love it. Yeah. It's freaking and great. When I say it's a chase scene, don't imagine that the whole thing is just like on the edge of your seat. No. There's like fast parts of the chase scene, and then there's slow parts of the chase scene where the ambulance is just driving like a normal speed down the highway. Sure. I mean, you have a movie that's have all for on high-speed chase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, you gotta have a low speed part of the chase. But do they chain a bank vault to their car and drive on the highway? They do nothing interesting or unique in this movie. It is Uh, awful. You didn't like it? I hated it. Aaron hated it for some reason. I thought it was great. (laughs) It's it's like a like a classic like campy action movie, like a '90s action film, essentially, except for with like modern. Like it felt like something like that. It felt like Speed or like one of those Speed weird a campy '90s action film. It's actually like a serious action movie. Oh my gosh, dude! No, you said this it's when not... we were in the truck, and I'm like, these movies do not equate. They are totally different. It, they no, they're basically the same. <laughs> they are not even close to the same. They're both driving fast. They are. Yeah, they're both fast, driving yes. fast. Only sometimes the ambulance drives slow. I heard. So yeah, yeah. well, That's sometimes true. they literally stop. Fast. <laughs> oh wow! Like a spread. Well, lights. like when they like, evade yeah, the cops. Yeah, the better <laughs> the better example to pull is when they slow down to like twenty miles an hour, and the cops let them do it on purpose because they're performing surgery in the back of the van, the, the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. They pull out a guy. They're like, freaking- "Your cop friend's gonna die if we don't do this surgery, so we're gonna go slow, but don't stop us." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> How do you not Everybody like that back movie, off. Aaron? That sounds great. I've not even seen it, and I love it. It sounds favorite, awesome, doesn't the, it? The best part of that scene is the guy looks at the girl who's... Oh, by the way, this this movie takes place. It's the two guys, the two brothers. There's a cop who's been shot, and then there's the person in the ambulance who takes the, like... She's, like, the best ambulance driver ever, but she doesn't take it too personally. She just does her job. And mm-hmm. she's in the back of the ambulance, and they're trying to save this guy's life. They're pulling out his freaking organs... And they're like, we need something to clamp this. It's splurting blood everywhere. And she goes, hold on, I got this. 
and then takes yes. a freaking clip out of her hair. Yeah. And then they clip yeah. the bait. It's, it's so even, good. It's not even like it's a rubber awesome. band. It's like it's like that big scrunchy clip. You know what I'm talking oh, about? It's got nice. like the big fingers. It's it so is, not I holding literally, it. Literally, when you said they needed something to clamp, I was like, her hair thing. Oh. Like obviously, that's right. <laughs> so obviously, yes. Dumb. It's so good. Uh, and the problem is, Aaron can't just like sit back and enjoy a dumb movie. Like I he has can't. to, he has to have it be like thought provoking or something for him I to enjoy to be, it. Just any amount of. Any amount of serious in that movie, anything I could have taken seriously, it'd have been great. The, the way I the mean, movie the starts is like, dude goes to his brother and is like, "Hey, man, I need like a loan because I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard." And he's like, "Hey, we're about to go do a bank robbery. You want to go with us to a bank robbery?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, I really don't." And they're like, "No, nah, come on!" And then they go do a bank robbery, like right then, just spur no the joke. moment. That is That's, ten minutes yeah. of the movie. That's it. That sounds That's awesome. Just, I, I do know, I saw a clip on TikTok that got me kind of intrigued, where he messes up the name, doesn't he? What? what? Like, right at the beginning, like, in, like, uh, he says, oh yeah, go ask that chick out, and then, and then, it's like, this is her full name, because you need that for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Guy walks over, it's like, looks at the name, the name is not the name, he's like, ah, messed up the name, didn't I? Whips out a gun. His, His character throughout the entire movie is great. Like, he is just unhinged. Uh, why do you, I mean, okay? He, well, why do you need the full name? <laughs> That's what I'm the stuck cop, on. The cop was like, "What's her name?" And he like told her first name, and she was he was like, "What's her last name?" Why do you need that? I don't know why he needs it, but because you like, have to I'm, have a I'm setup. about to go ask this girl out, but I I I require her last name in order to do this. <laughs> also, not only that, but he walks into a bank that is empty with tellers standing everywhere. No people in the bank to withdraw money, and he walks up. Everybody's just standing there looking at him. Yeah, and he's like, it is very awkward. Oh, it's so because awkward. they they lock the bank, right? They're like, oh, we're doing like money transfer stuff. Like we gotta shut down for like half an hour, and the cops like. I just want to go in and ask that girl out on a date, though. Can you just let me in? That's it. That's the premise. That's it. That's how he gets in the bank. <laughs> like, That's what, how the whole who, movie starts right there. It hinges and on also, that moment. Like the setup is like he didn't want to ask her out because he was nervous about it to begin with. So his idea when he's forced to go do it is to do it in the most awkward situation possible <laughs> when they're shut down trying to do some work. And he's like going to force his way in because he's a cop. Like, what is that? It's, a good, it's so it's dumb. A power play. A certain dominance <laughs> in the situation immediately. Yeah, I guess so. Just, man, I do like Michael Bay films. Don't get me wrong. This is just not one of them that I like. Oh, man, it's a Mikey Bay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm and a it's big, very apparent. I, I really like 13 Hours. I love The Rock. I really like the first three Transformers movies. Maybe first like, two. First two. I can't, two, ca- I can't two even count. It's counted, huh? Yeah. <laughs> of all of them, two I'll, I'll go with is one. the one. Just, just the first one. Just the just first the one. Just the first one. There's so many times okay. in that movie when the camera is like on the ground and then tilts 45 degrees and then zooms up to somebody's face. It's great. Uh, and then also, like they, they, they hired discovered, a drone. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say Michael Bay discovered drones exist in this oh, movie. Wow, oh, man. There's so the many amount, drone shots. The amount of shots where it's like on top of a building looking at the city skyline and then it just goes shoom and zooms straight down the side and then pans over to the ambulance as it's driving by. It's just like. Oh, that sounds phenomenal. Oh, it's I great. Mean, don't get me wrong. The filming, great. The story, god awful. Is the worst Michael Bay film he's made. Right. I'm calling it. Transformers it, 2 is, is so yeah. bad. Like, I don't know if you've seen that film lately. It's I have. not good. I have. I know. 
This is this is below the enemy scrotum. Is that ringing a bell? (laughs) Yeah, that's in that movie. Good stuff, man. (laughs) Uh, Uh, All right. Last but not least, Chad, you want to take us out of here with some Zillow comments? Yeah. So I did a which when I say I, I mean me and Caitlin, my my wife, did a ton of researching and trying to find (laughs) a a house out there. That hurt me. That, <laughs> that hurt me emotionally. Gosh. Out there in Kansas, Missouri area. And uh, I just need to make a note. I was baffled a couple times by, oh, this house was listed 30 minutes ago. Or, oh, this house was listed an hour ago. And I look at how many applications there are. And there's 20 to 25 applications already on there. And I'm like, this is insane. Holy crap. So I think it was just, you know. Heaven and Earth moved to finally allow us to get a property to rent. So, you know, coming out there. Joining right the Horizon moving House. In, moving in the Horizon House. That's right, baby. Yep. Put an extension on. We're going to keep this thing going. Mega Mansion. I mean, at this point, it would be a content creation house, right? Like, <laughs> yes. I, I don't think there's no any content other way except for a podcast <laughs> once every two weeks. Hey, hey, that's content, content created. That's Thank you very content. much. And, uh, you know, actual player. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, you forgot about it. I can tell you really like it. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. I really wanted to play this past Monday. So I want to try out stuff with my character. But then I did also remember that we're still in space combat. It's amazing. It's amazing. I love Starship Combat. Hey, yeah, speaking of which, uh, if you're really interested in a, an actual play RPG, we're playing Starfinder. It's fun. It's called the Discord and Signal. We're 25 episodes in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kill Alex's character soon so he can stop playing because I know how much he hates it. So make sure you tune in for that. Also, we'll be back in two weeks for the next episode of Forecast. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.